When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Loose Cannon. This week's episode is called The Devil Made Us Do It. We feature new bands that have the word devil in the song title. We also go on many rants involving Minikiss, Brett Michaels' renovation skills, Megadeth, Dave Mustaine's sanity, Courtney Love, drunk texting, and other important information you need to know. So, without further delay, here is The Devil Made Us Do It. In the beginning, rock overpowered the evil of the music industry's sins. But in time, the system grew weak and record stores turned to ash. Now, many lifetimes later, Rock rises again on podcasts and bloodstained tours. It has been written, those who have the cobras have the fire. So come, children of Decimal Geek, be strong and shout at the devil! Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Loose Cannon, along with the great and multi-talented Baco. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are uh, things in Florida? They're good. Uh, how are things in Minnesota? Yeah, not so good. Well, I, it didn't seem like it this this weekend. You're, you're a big hockey fan, right? I am. Listeners, if you haven't heard past episodes, Baco and I have only known each other for basically four podcasts. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fellow writers on Decibel Geek, but we've never met each other. We don't really know anything about each other except the fact that we are uh, fans of rock. But the this weekend, and, and actually I don't even have him programmed on my phone. We usually correspond through Facebook. So the reason I'm giving you all this information is – on Saturday at a random time in the afternoon, <laughs> I get I get this text and I have no idea who it's from and I'm very confused at first because it's coming from some 615 area code <laughs> and it says, I got your message, working on it, watching crazy amounts of hockey, drunk now. <laughs> and it took me a while to figure out and I'm like, okay, so I, I sent some information to Baco, some songs to listen to for the show. And I and I, I had to go back on different texts to find out it was actually you. But it, it got to it got me it got me thinking though that this means our friendship is a, a level where you drunk text me. Indeed, yeah, that's, that's kind of cute. Wasn't it like two or three in the afternoon, two or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the point of me even going into that is that <laughs> there is I don't know if you hang out with your friends and there's one exact moment. When it doesn't matter how much they drink, but you know there's one thing that they do 
that all of a sudden you know this at this point they are fucked up. Is there like <laughs> is there like a, a signal or anything like that from any of your friends? Because I have a story from this weekend too. That there's there's do you have anything like that when as soon as you hear somebody? Yeah, I mean a different thing from different friends. It's usually mannerisms. Um, my wife says that uh, I get a little limp wristy. Uh, I have a couple friends that uh, their heads start bobbling like a bobblehead. What do you mean? Um, lim- what do you, what do you what mean it- limp wrist? Do you drop things, or you're just you're? No, almost like uh, I kind of like wave my arms around, but my hands kind of flop down like a walrus. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a very odd, and actually that's a very I, odd tell. I, I fought it for a long time until they had video. Uh, but no, um, what do you got? Well, I, I'll tell you in a second. But going back to to your floppy arms and, and limp wrists, I, <laughs> I I just think I would love to play poker with you because that is an amazing tell. I know you're going to make horrible decisions at that point. I'm just looking at you and you're like just flipping your arms around like he's I'm taking this motherfucker down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty easy to apparently I guess <laughs> unbelievable. So so the reason it's, uh, Jesus. Okay, so that's your tell. I'm at this 40th birthday party this weekend that Floyd, whose house we're at, he has he's cooked <laughs> he's cooked these ribs and they're really they're really good. And you know, I'm not a guy that, that cooks ribs and I just want to know kind of because they were, were amazing how he did it. So in front of about eight people, you know, they're all sitting around at this this large table, I, I said, Hey, uh, Floyd, how did you cook these ribs? They're delicious. And he looks up at me and goes, I want to rock. <laughs> he, that's all he said. And I go, what? Did you immediately go, rock! I want to rock! I know, rock! Dun, dun. And I go, I go, Floyd, no, I, I'm saying like, how long did these ribs take? He goes, no, man, I want to rock. I mean, we should put it. We should put a band together. We should do all this. And I'm like, at that point, you know, and people were just like staring at him. And he's a guy that drinks a lot. And he doesn't slur or anything like that. But that, that is his tell when I know he's Wait, going. So he gets drunk and doesn't even uh, like slur a little bit. No, I'm saying he is he is a heavy drinker. So that the only way I've ever known oh. that he is really so that is the point where all of a sudden he gets ridiculous mm-hmm. when he does not answer questions that are asked him. He's like a politician. You ask him something, his answer. So I'm thinking like. That's the same thing as if I asked him, what's two plus two? And he told me jello. You know what I mean? I mean, that is a ridiculous answer. How long do these ribs take to cook? Well, he wanted I want to rock. rock and not talk about ribs. Uh, you, you really need to pick up on these subtle hints a little bit there. LC3PO. <laughs> well, anyway. So w- with that said... Why don't you tell the, uh, the listening audience where you can find us? Well, you can find us everywhere on Facebook.com backslash Cobras and Fire. And Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes especially. And uh, if you go to iTunes, make sure to leave a positive review. Uh, yes. And pretty much anywhere you can stream a podcast because uh, old Lucy here, he's a, he's, a, he's a guy who gets at it pretty heavy. So you do good work there. I'm sorry, what? I say you do good work there, Lucy. So the other place that you can find us streaming is at Abercrombie and Fitch. They play us on a rotation. But the the only issue that I have with them for our contract is that I had to change my name to Douche Cannon. 
uh, to, <laughs> to to identify with the clientele. Uh, was was mine then changed to like Bacock or <laughs> something like that? Bacock face. <sighs> so before we get into the episode, though, Baco and I want to cover important events in the music industry. It's a new segment we call This Week in Music Headlines. Well, I, well, let's just get the big one out of the way. I don't know if you heard this week, but uh, Courtney Love came out and said uh, in the last couple of days that her and Kurt Cobain, while he was still alive, I hope, uh, <laughs> they actually made a sex tape, which uh, is good news for the blind, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really need to see that. I need to see that about as much as I need to see Fred Durst's sex tape <laughs> and uh, Gene Simmons laying there like a corpse with some uh, with some stripper bopping up and down him with his, when he's wearing a shirt. Not that I've seen that, but uh, yeah, that's that's not that enticing. What's the opposite of uh, must see TV? I guess. <laughs> that that's all it is. I mean, Cor- I mean, Courtney and Kurt. It, it's like if you're. It's like what you you buy this and you kind of keep it in your bathroom for like when you make wake up with morning wood and you have to <laughs> piss and so you throw this on and then it makes it soft and then you can pee like a normal person. That's right. So yeah, I mean, I didn't even see that that headline. Are they saying that they're going to release it or she just like is mentioning it to the world the fact that she has a tape of her banging her husband? I, what is? I got to be honest like? with you here. Um, the headline was enough. I didn't read the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that kind of uh, that kind of reminds me of the next headline that I saw that that amused me was Megadeth's Dave Mustaine states Kiko Lariro, if that's how you say his name, is Lariro. De- Lariro is definitely <laughs> La- What is it again? It's Lariro. Okay, fine. Kiko Lararararo <laughs> is definitely the best guitarist we've ever had. 15 minutes later, he was fired. I, unlike you, I, I actually did click on this headline and, and want to know more because I found it to be a ridiculous statement since he's had like 17 guitarists. And he's also uh, very proud of the fact that uh, he influenced every one of the guitar players in all the big four. <laughs> Yeah, he's out, he's out of his mind. This guy. I mean, the the, the ginger. Love Jesus. Yeah, I, I like how he does that. I like how he he's so angry, but yet he wears a white collared shirt on stage, like he's a, a born again for the last five <laughs> years or so. It's just an, he's just a, a character. Let me tell you. But anyway, so the article already calls him out on this. Unlike most blabbermouth articles that just simply reprint the press release and let the insane commenters explode on the bottom. <laughs> The, it's it's a, it, are you trying to say something to me? Are you one of them? Once in a while. Oh, my God. I'm more like, of a shit stirrer, though. I kind of do it intentionally for my own enjoyment. So you are a troll. Everybody, Baco the troll. Hey, but you know it's me. I don't hide. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I like how they actually made people have to sign in on their Facebook account, and it didn't slow down anybody oh, from still yeah. being crazy. <laughs> Actually, I only started doing it after that because it was easier. It's like I gotta log in to make some kind of, you know, smart ass remark. That's ah, too much work. Yeah, I think I they were trying to cut down on the insanely 
terrible things that people were saying under the you know the the username is balls <laughs> ball, balls in your mouth seventy four or something like that. I'm you know? one person who like increased it almost a hundred percent. I I don't do it that often, but yeah, every time I see something, especially if the headline's kind of funny, yeah, I'll chime in. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> All right. Well, right after that it says Mustaine's latest comments echo the one he said in 2013 when he claims <laughs> that Chris Broderick. All I can say is, without a doubt, he is the best guitarist I've ever played with. In 2009, Mustaine, it just keeps going back and back and back. Every nice. single time he has a guitarist, he's the best. So that must be his goal, is he keeps firing guitarists, because he needs to find the greatest. At, he keeps well, maybe the greatest he found, he's like, hey, uh, Chris, I just heard somebody better. You're out. <laughs> Hi, this is Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. I also want to mention that Megadeth will be on tour later this year with a new album featuring Kiko Lariro on guitar and Chris Adler on drums. Two new members of the band that I will soon fire. They'll be joining an esteemed list of ex-Megadeth employees such as Chick Baylor, Chris Broderick, Jimmy DeGrasso, Glenn Drover, Sean Drover, Dave Ellison. I fired him once, fucker came back. Marty Friedman, James Lomenzo, James McDonough, Nick Menza, Al Petrilli, Chris Poland, Gar Samuelson, and Jeff Young. Hell, I can identify half these assholes in a lineup. Peace sells, bitches. That's what it is every every time. I don't know. But I think that he, that Dave basically, there was no, the turning point for Mustaine, I think, was when he had that breakdown on the monster documentary. I felt bad for him on that. I thought he got sandbagged and he... Uh, hey, look, he's not a perfect human being, but you know what? He had a pretty big impact on Metallica, and they have, especially Lars, has has gone out of his way for cheap shot after cheap shot, even though he clearly won the fight. You know, and it, it's just unnecessary. And then to have that, where it's kind of done under the guise of we want to mend relationships, but only if we can make you look like a sobbing pussy. I actually kind of take Dave's, Dave's side a little bit on that one, but no, I I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong. I'm saying that that just like the part where my friend said I want to rock, that was the turning point for when he oh, started. Oh sure. So when he started getting more wacky, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, trust yeah. me, I I wouldn't side with Metallica on pretty much anything. I mean, it's just the but yeah. Other than Lulu, I mean, they haven't really done anything that I like. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Which goes into the next headline that says, David Boy says, Lulu was a masterpiece. Oh, hey, beautiful segue, Baco. You like that? And it cost $2,000. <laughs> and in related news, David Boy has been confirmed deaf. All right, Baco, enough chatter. Let's get to the theme of the episode, and that theme is... The devil made us do it. Yes, he did. Satan. (laughs) So that's what we're going to be doing today. New bands, songs with the word devil in them. And the first one up is a band that I discovered, I think just on Spotify, that showed up as a... I think I had like Guns N' Roses or Motley as a kicker. 
and somehow it grabbed this when I used a, a radio. You know, I used that as the radio station, and it grabbed this band. And that band's name is called Brand New Machine, which I'd never heard of before. But the first song that I heard by them was the song called The Devil Made Me Do It. Now, I sent this to you. What did you think about it, Baco? Oh, I fucking love this song, man. I, I had never heard of this uh, this band Um after listening to it, I went to their Facebook page and clicked like. Uh, yeah, these guys are great. I, I really hope they kind of come through my neck of the woods because I'd like to check them out live. But this song is its perfect for the show. It fits our our music uh, taste and, I don't know, everything. I don't know. Nothing but good things. Yeah, I mean, the, and definitely check out their whole album. It's its solid through from from. From top to bottom, I'd say there's only just a, a handful of tracks that I could I could do without. But yeah, you know t- how like sometimes you hear a song, and because of either who it is, uh, or you you like the song a lot, but maybe the way it sounds or who it is or, or the genre, you know that like while you like that song a lot, there's zero chance you're gonna like the rest of the, what they have to offer. This is the opposite. This song. If you like this song, it's I, I haven't even listened to it, and I'm confident that like this is exactly the kind of stuff I want to listen to. Yeah, the only thing I compare it to is with the choruses and the production is close to, and I think you'd like them too when we played them on an early episode, was Boba Flex. These. Love Boba Flex. Yeah, okay. actually, you turned me on to them. I yeah. can't believe I haven't been masturbating to them for years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a silly band name, and, and but a great band, and... So, with that said, kick-ass song, one of the inspirations for the episode as well. This is The Devil. Devil! Made me do it. Right 
This week in music headlines. Anything else out there in the music world that's important for our listeners to know about? Well, yeah, there was uh, one other story that kind of caught my eye that, that I think is it, it's definitely worth sharing with the listeners uh, because who isn't a, a big fan of bandanas and rock? Um, Brett Michaels has a brand new TV show called uh, Rock Your House where he comes to your house and, uh, I don't know, throws a, a throw pillow on your couch with a skull on it or something <laughs> like that. Is that on VH1? He must have been... Like some deal, <laughs> deal with the devil with those guys. Is that, yeah. is that is that what channel it's on? Do you know? I don't know what uh, channel it's on, but right. let's just say VH1. It's, yeah, it's on VH1. Of course it is. I mean, that's what, uh, well, Rock My RV was not on VH1. That was on another channel. That when was he, that on? I've never even heard of that one. You never, what he does is he comes to your RV <laughs> and, and he uh, rocks it up. You know, they, they renovate it, but in a rock right. and roll Brett Michaels stripper pole kind of way. Yeah, but is it like, you know, you randomly don't know that he's going to show up? Or is this you, you put your bid in and all of a sudden he just knocks on your door one day and starts <laughs> renovating your fucking. Like, you who know, the fuck here, is this guy? Here's what I actually remember from a little bit of the, the show that I watched is uh, basically he wasn't really involved in too much of the actual, other than the teardown. And you know how they do these these shows where like they insist on like extreme teardown. Like, well, now they don't just remove a seat and carry it out the door. They remove a seat and throw it through a window. I know. Um, and I remember like when that came out the uh, the press release, and I'm tying into the press release for his new show because it's almost the same. Where it talked about how like he is actually an expert in RV renovation because before <laughs> poison, man, I, I am not making this up. Before Poison made it big, they used an RV. <laughs> That's why he's an expert? Yeah, and now on his new one... <laughs> this one's actually a worse tie-in on why you should hire a guy like him to renovate your house. Is Go because, ahead. Because bef oh, this is going to be hard to say. Before Poison <laughs> made it big... <laughs> He had a job painting houses. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that is. I, I can't believe that whoever put that press release together had to be like just laughing, saying we're actually well, sending this out to the. This is the statement we're going to make. That's the same thing as saying that I should work on your car because I drive a car. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I have something that's going to be on the Facebook page in a, in a day or so, but it's a flyer, a picture of a flyer that my friend. Friend sent sent me, and I'm originally from from uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, which is Hoosiers. No, that's the hometown where Purdue is at. Hoosier, no, no, no. Everybody the... from Indiana is a Hoosier. Your governor, or yeah, governor went on, and the anti-gay guy, he went <laughs> yes. on and talked about how they're all Hoosiers and they're all love everybody. <laughs> no, anyway, it's uh, the Hoosier state. That's on the bottom of the state. Anyway, I'll, I'll send you a map. But the the point is, there's a small <laughs> there's a small town called Kokomo, not the same one that the the Beach Boys sang about, which is about 45 minutes away from from West Lafayette, and it's a it pretty, can't pretty, be possible that there are two places called Kokomo. There is. I don't even. I know when I was a kid, I was like, why are the Beach Boys singing about this random small town in Indiana? That's not what they were singing about. But but here's let's stay focused here for a moment. The flyer said in a club down there, Brett Michaels playing the club, 
and opening is mini kiss for Brett Michaels. Oh my God. That, that was the, that was the text he sent me. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Madness. That's just madness. Middle of, no, are, are, middle are of nowhere. Mini kiss? Huh? Are you familiar with mini kiss? I know who they are. I don't think I'd see so, I would watch. Well, let me them. give you a little bit with them because they don't actually play anything. That I was not aware of. I was like, I uh, just figured that they were terrible. Uh, you're telling me that they just played it to music and run around as midgets? Exactly. They dress as Kiss and they're midgets, and they basically pipe in PA music. It's not even like they're trying to convince you they're doing it. It's like a, almost like a dance routine. <sighs> um, People must love fucking midgets. I, mean, I would I, yeah. never see that. Okay, so what you're <laughs> saying is, is these are the same guys that, like, three or four years ago were on that Super Bowl commercial for Dr. Pepper. Correct. Those are the guys. And they, and they, so they just, they just played. Yeah. And they, is it there? Is it? They're, they're, they're like playing like some weird star guitar and it's but, just it's cardboard or something. I don't know. Well, but because I'm fascinated with this, what you're saying is though, is that the, but the, the pre-recorded tracks that they're playing, are they their version in a studio, like with some musicians and them singing? The midget well, I've never or? actually seen them, so... Oh, I boy. thought you have. I thought you had it some random... No, I, well, I... Because I, they can't be my, playing my They can't be playing the original tracks. I wouldn't think that that is allowed. Or maybe it is. I don't know. That was a tangent, and we are going to bring it back. And why don't you do the next one, which uh, you had sent to me, and I had never heard this, this cover before. Why don't you break it down, Baco? The devil went down to Georgia. Oh, by the way, before we go forward, I want to say that I'm very, very proud of you that we featured the number one country artist on our last episode. <laughs> yeah, isn't that kind of how fucked up country is now? It basically, country means everything. Uh, it, it, it's fucking Taylor Swift. It's fucking, uh, well, Blackberry Smoke. You know, I... Whatever. That is, not, that is not a country album. That is at most a Leonard Skinnerd album, which yeah, I don't it's a, think is official country. Southern rock, but whatever. They're going on. They're he, one of the headliners on some country cruise. Really? Yeah. Oh, so yes, I have seen that. I've seen and that. And they love they love Nashville. Right. Anyway, continue. Uh, the Devil went down to Georgia, uh, played by uh, one of my pet peeves, which is supergroups with. No super. This <laughs> band was originally started with uh, two guys I've never heard of, and uh, from one guy, the singer from Symphony X. I, but I, I don't know that band. No, me. Either. And I, I don't know the guitar player. Uh, but they had Mark, uh, Mike Portnoy, which it looks kind of funny because like he was in uh, Dream Theater for twenty five years, and then like a week of not being in G- Dream Theater, he's like in twenty five bands. It's amazing. He was a drummer for he's not Revenge. He's not in this band anymore. No, I think they have two or three albums, and he was like the quote selling point for the band. And then they made at least one or more after that. But the, but he was an Avenged is like the I guess at least the touring drummer. Right. For, I, I think that was always the point, though. He was just kind of like helped them finish the record and then do the tour while they figured out what they were going to do do next. Yeah, yeah. But then he was in what's that Eddie Trunk Frankenstein band? The oh, wa- the water uh, the, dogs. The water. Yeah, he's not that anymore either. Really? That I didn't right. know. So that I uh, think he's back in Adrenaline Mob, but he's had a couple of other projects in between. Anyway, the guy's and, all and the guy's all. You know, over Winery the place. Dogs. Well, you must because you mentioned Eddie Trunk was supposed to have John Sykes initially. Huh? And then it ended up they settled for Richie Kotzen because he was less blonde or something. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, I, I think they kicked ass on this. Um, it, uh, it stays actually pretty true to it. It just makes it rock. Yeah. It's a lot shorter. It's like three and a half minutes, so it's tight. They just, they just rev it up. Yeah. Anyway, they keep it really consistent. I really enjoyed it. They, uh, they didn't stray too far from the original version. It's just, it, it's just more rock. Exactly. So, with that said, this is Adrenaline Mob with The Devil Went Down to Georgia. I'm the best there's ever been. Fire the man, run, boys, run. Devil's in the half of the rousing sun. Chicken in the bread pan, making out no. Ain't that you about no child, no.
All right, Baco. Next up, it's my pick, and that is The Devil's Gift by the band Shaman's Harvest. Have you heard of them before, ever? No, not at all. Okay, well, they've been around for eh, six or seven years, and they are from a small town right outside of St. Louis, and they had a minor hit with the single Dragonfly. They ended up being a lot of basically the AEG tours, which I guess you're going to one in Wisconsin soon. Right? Northern Invasion? Yeah, Northern Invasion. There's Rock on the Range. There's Rock, Rock, Rock. There's like three in Florida that come down there. It's all kind of the same collection of bands that keep moving place to place like Rocklahoma. But so Shaman's Harvest was on some of those big bills. And their new album, which is Smoking Hearts and Broken Guns. And this, this album is solid. Now, that, this is from the previous one called Shine, but my God, this is just a kick-ass band. They have tracks such as Dangerous on the new one. There's one that I am absolutely going to feature on a future episode called Blood in the Water, which is phenomenal. But just, I think you would really dig this one. If you like this song, there's a lot more straight-up rockers on it, but they all have that just, I guess, what, did you, what, did you, what was your vibe on this? What did it... It's, you know, I... I'm so bad with adjectives when it comes to describing a song. Sure. What did it remind you of? Maybe a band or, or like a vibe? Well, I don't have something like that, but I, I just thought it was really a good song. It was it was so well written. Uh, the melody is, and and frankly, just really well written lyrics. Mm-hmm. And, and to get that kind of combination, especially in rock music, you know, it, it, which kind of gets shoved aside for your, you know, three days grace kind of crap. Right. Um, it, it's nice that to to hear like a, a good melody in a hard rock song. Good singer, and, a unique singer, and, and too. a good singer. Yeah. Right. Uh, by the way, yeah, it doesn't sound like everybody else on the radio. Yep. Or every other girl on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, the, the combination of the of the lyrics and the melody was just amazing to me. I actually went back and had to hear it a couple times. I just and it, I'm not a big fan of the name Shaman's Harvest, but no. uh, whatever. It's, yeah, they are, and if they the music is just good, I don't give a shit. So, exactly, I have no idea what it means, but whatever. I don't know if it's shaman or if it's shaman. I've heard it both ways. I don't yeah, care. That's a good point. Well, but with that said, here is shaman or shaman's harvest with the devil's gift. Don't feel so bad, Every 
Okay, next up, why don't you take the next one, Baco? Well, we uh, have Anthrax with the song Devil You Know off their, uh, what is it, 2011, I think it was, Worship Music. So, yeah, Anthrax, that's, that's one of those new bands, right? That goes with the, <laughs> the you know, the theme of the, the, the show, Fresh. right? Fresh the band. The, well, they uh, first record with uh, their singer in a long time, so yeah, kind of new. <laughs> we're kind of shoehorning this. We're, we're, we're throwing this in here because this is just a phenomenal song. The Devil You Know just has a riff that just kills. Great so. chorus, too. I, I think it's their best song since only, and uh, I couldn't believe how good Joey sounded on this record overall. But Unbelievable. Special. It's classic thrash, too. That's the weird thing. I can't get enough of it.
Next up is a band out of Baltimore called Charm City Devils. Are you familiar with these guys at all? Have you heard of them before? I am, actually, uh, but largely through my involvement with uh, Decibel Geek. There's plenty of uh, fellow geeks on the staff that are big fans of these guys, so I checked them out a little bit, but I had not heard the music you had sent me. Okay, well, I'll just give a little background for our listeners. Charm City Devils were signed to Nikki Six's label. 11-7. Yes, the reverse of 7-Eleven. And Clever. yeah, exactly. And you know, they had a shot. Their first album was a lot like classic Bon Scott ACDC. They huh. were on the Crewfest Two tour, and they did. They opened, and they unfortunately, I, I went to it. I went to the one in West Palm. There was, I think, that tour was badly attended to begin with. The lineup was just bizarre. It was like Charm City Devils. Drowning. Bizarre, you say? Bizarre. It was very bizarre. They had Charm City Devils, the awful theory of a dead man. They had Drowning Pool. <laughs> they had, oh my God. Then you had to go through the the challenge of getting through Godsmack to get to Motley Crue. It's just a, it was just a fucked up lineup. <laughs> uh, I know the two you're talking about. Uh, whatever. We should do a show just on all those bands you mentioned. It's, it was just ridiculous. It was like a challenge. I basically wanted to see Charm City Devils and I wanted to see Crew, and I didn't need to go through everything in between. But my point being is that they had their chance. Unfortunately, it didn't sell. They got dropped from the label. They Their second album that came out was called Sins, and it had more of a modern production. And it, the song we're going to play is called Spite, which is the leadoff track on the album. This song, this song is just like the other ones on it. And what I mean by that is it's a tight, tight song. There's 11 tracks in this album. It maybe is a 35-minute total running time. And the entire album kicks ass. I can't endorse this album more. The newest one, the latest one, not so much. Have you heard that one? No. It's called Battles. It's okay, but it kind of sounds like Buck Cherry Outtakes. That's not an endorsement. Oh, God, I would not think so. No. So, but this one, the first two albums, definitely get them. And this is Spite by Charm City Devils.
All right, next up is definitely a band that would qualify for the previous episode called Great Bands with Silly Names, and that is the band Devil to Pay. Let me spell that for you. It's Devil Space T O Space P A Y. Devil to Pay. Not Devil to Pay that you would wear on your head. Mm mm. No. Now, this band is from the town of Broad Ripple, Indiana. It's basically a section of Indianapolis. And I was turned on to this band through a friend of a friend of a friend, six degrees of separation, who went to high school with the guitarist, I believe. And this album, it's pretty solid. I never heard this band before. The production is impressive for a band that... You know, I, I have no idea if they're just making it this at home, at home. I'm assuming they are. And the song I'm going to feature by them is called Wearing You Down, which I am pretty confident these guys are KISS fans because the guitar solo on this track is very ace freely. It's about a minute long and kicks ass. So this is Wearing You Down by Devil Toupee.
Okay, so next up is a band with the silliest name absolutely on the show. The band's name is Crud. C-R-U-D. C-R-U-D. The only reason I even know that this band exists. Who's Cannon likes when I talk over the top of him? I do. It's great when you step all over me. Makes you horny. So the band is called... (laughs) (laughs) So the band is called Crud. Crud. And they... I went through this point where I couldn't find any new music and I was getting frustrated. So there was a ton. Big grass and out came crud. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, all the, sweat. You ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Okay. Well, they had a couple compilations, and they had a, a lot of kick-ass music in that show when they were basically driving around their motorcycles, shooting people, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like <laughs> reducing the population of charming significantly, and and basically there was a list on Wikipedia of all the songs. Charm. What? Charming. Charming. Yes. That's how Sully says charming. <laughs> Can I continue here? Yes. Anyway, there is a list on Wikipedia that had all the songs that were connected to the, the Sons of Anarchy episodes. This was not officially a, a Sons of Anarchy soundtrack, but there were playlists on Spotify, etc., etc. So one of them was Devil at the Wheel by the band that I just mentioned called Crud. Right. And, and I found a couple uh, other bands through that, that way, too. But anyway, what, what were your thoughts when you heard this song? Oh, unlike you, I think it's a great fucking name. <laughs> you I'm think like, crud? You like crud? I do. But, but uh, imagine being in a bar, though, and saying, like, next up. I mean, that's going to be hard to be on the radio. Like, next up, the hit single from crud. Yeah, but you you got you to gotta think beyond the bar. I'm not I'm talking was, about you on the radio. Like You, you have to think about walking around with the crud T-shirt on. And everybody goes, that shirt is crud. Cruddy or something. I don't know. I think it's a great name. I, I have to admit, I I love the name. I'd never heard of him before, but uh, boy, I uh, <laughs> I can't believe how how simple it is and how obvious it is. It's been out there for 50, 60 years of rock and roll, and no one's used the name Crud yet. Crud. Great name. I fucking love the song "Devil at the Wheel."
All right, Baco. So the next band up is well, it's a band out of the Twin Cities or Minnesota, where I live. They're called Jesus Chrysler. The song is called "Oh Devil, Where Art You?" And actually, lyrically, it kind of sums up the theme of the song because the song is about how rock music got worse once the devil was in there less. You know, when I was, uh, I, I don't know, when you were younger, do you ever remember, like, there being, like, certain parents or, or church groups that, like, actually thought that, like, you could accidentally worship Satan by listening to music? Oh, absolutely. If I could just tell yeah. you a, a quick story. Sure. I, I remember, I'm going to say it was, like, 84, 85, whenever the PMRC came out with the... I guess the what was labeling it? Labeling bullshit. Well, not just labeling, but they had like oh, a the, top twenty bands that were like evil and dirty or yeah, the dirty thirty. Maybe it was that something like that. Or I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like you know, Prince was on there for Darling Nikki, and they had. I mean, I think Twisted Motley was on there, for, Twisted uh, Sister, the Blade. and uh, Judas Priest, and, and things like that. But I remember at some point that my my mom had got me so 
or from all the the conversations that my friend next door had an Iron Maiden like a, like a ton of those those albums and he would like try to play them backwards and all the back masking and and at some point <laughs> at some point he he burned them in the backyard and like a, a green flame came up and like the devil is leaving the record or something like that so it, it got pretty <laughs> it got pretty pretty intense and i remember i was like i was pretty young. i was probably like 10 years old at that point and he had played it backwards he was like this is that all this stuff and you know there was a ton of stuff out there like that so yes i do understand that and i think it kind of you're telling me that at some point people backed away from that. That's what you're saying. Well, right? it, it definitely is not as prevalent as it was when we were younger. Right. And and I, I see a direct correlation in the decline of that with the decline of quality rock and roll.
That's all, folks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 